It's Thursday and time for the Lisa Lewis Show. Imagine that you're at a seminar or conference and you find out the person sitting next to you is the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. What questions do you want to ask? What key strategies are you looking for in order to take your business or career to the next level? That's what you'll discover on today's Lisa Lewis Show. Heard every Thursday at the same time on the TogiNet Radio Network. Now with today's show, here is your host, Lisa Lewis. Rise and shine, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show. And I'm your host, Lisa Lewis. And we are forever thankful to have you as our loyal listeners and iTunes subscribers. Well, we have another good one for you today. The topic of the hour is let the planning begin. And so um, uh, we're going to give you some helpful tips uh, that you'll be able to implement into your next great event. And then on the second um, half hour of the show, uh, we will talk about planning birthday parties because that is um, something that I do once a year <laughs> for my kiddo. And this year he is 10. So um, I'm going to tell you some tidbits about uh, birthday planning for um, your kiddos. And hopefully um, that will be of help to you. And also I would love to know what do you all do when your children are school aged and yet their birthdays are in the summer? Do you have a birthday party before school ends, or do you just choose to have a birthday party during the summer and invite those who can come, or is it mostly family, or do you wait till school begins again? Um, so that's an interesting um, question that I want to answer by uh, our listeners. So you can always uh, drop us a line at Lisa Lewis Company at gmail.com. You can also check out our website, lisalewiscompany.com, and you can call us directly here at the office at 210-240-8845. So don't start planning your next event without downloading this podcast and listening to these uh, steps that we're going to go through today. While we can identify all of the details you'll need to think about, since much of it will depend on the type of event you are holding. We can suggest some best practices that are important to follow for any event. We hope the following provides a starting point for your event planning. And we've also put together an easy to use checklist so nothing falls through the cracks. So make sure that you um, uh, download this and listen to this again on the go as it will be um, most beneficial to your event planning. First up is develop event goals and objectives. The very first step is to establish a tangible goal and objectives. For example, why are you organizing this event and what do you hope to achieve? If you know your organization's key goals before planning, you can ensure that every part of your event is optimized for success. Are you trying to raise awareness for a cause or collect a predetermined amount of donations for your next project. Setting a goal drives with qualifiable metrics of success, which will make it easier for your team to ensure that you reach your goals. 
event registration software can also come in handy for tracking event attendees, collecting ticket payments, and more. Next, organize a team. Any event takes a concerted team effort to handle all of the details. Consider identifying one key event manager or event chair, as well as individual chairpersons for subcommittees, such as venue management, speakers, entertainment, publicity, sponsors, and volunteer management. Assigning individual roles to team members creates a system of accountability, as well as preventing tasks from falling to the wayside. Next, set a date. The date might already be preset for a recurring event, but if this is a new event, be sure to consider the following before firming up your date. Give yourself enough time. Ideally, you should have four to six months to plan, depending on the nature of your event. Be aware of statutory and religious holidays. Avoid school holiday time periods, for example, winter, spring, and summer holidays. Check dates with key participants, for example, your speakers, presenters, VIP guests, etc. Once you've set your date, Book your venue immediately. Your event has to have a date and location nailed down before you can begin advertising. So this task needs to be completed as early in the planning period as possible. Next is brand your event. If you want your event to stand out, you need to choose a timely and compelling theme that sets you apart from your competition. This means that you need to come up with a dynamic overall theme, and you need to take great care with the actual name, since it can be a key attention getter, especially in online media. Brainstorm names. When you are brainstorming the event name, think about how is your event different from other events in your sector? What are you hoping to convey through this event? Create a tagline. Once you come up with a name, also try to create uh, to craft a tagline, a short, memorable branding slogan that describes the event. Design a logo. The final step will be having a logo created to represent your event. A logo can be an effective branding tool, offering immediate recognition of your event and all of your publicity and promo items. For example, your t-shirts, water bottles, bags, etc. Once you have your name, tagline, and logo, use it in all of your marketing collateral. A catchy or pithy tagline can be invaluable on social media when used as a hashtag. It also sticks in your audience's mind and keeps your event in their thoughts. Next is create a master plan. This plan should encompass all aspects of the event, including venue, logistics, and catering management, contracts, permits, insurance, etc. Speakers and presenters, identifying, confirming logistics and management, activities and entertainment, publicity, promotion, online and offline, etc. 
For example, web page and online promotion, events, calendars, printed programs, and media relations, your signage, and your social media. Registration, online sign-up, payment and tracking, on-site sign-in, etc. Your sponsor and partner management and volunteer management. While planning your event, consider creating a detailed timeline so that, so that everything moves smoothly. Include when any permits or insurance policies need to be submitted, when registration ends, and a timeline of the day of. Next is determine administrative processes. In other words, how are you going to keep track of your planning, your registration, your budget, your guests and speakers list, et cetera? If you um, can quickly and easily create an event and manage your registration through an online event management system, then this makes uh, for a better event. Uh, that's what I have had to do in the past, uh, such as, you know, if you some of the ones that I've uh, chosen to use is Ticketmaster and also Eventbrite. Um, but, you know, there are a plethora of different software management systems out there that you can use. So it's just pretty much catered to um, what your needs are for that specific uh, system. Next is identify and establish partnerships and sponsors. Are there organizations that you could partner with or call on for sponsorships to defray the cost and increase potential participation. When you involve other people or groups in your event, they have a stake in helping spread the word and making the event a success. You might want to consider seeking corporate sponsors to fund a portion of the event. This can range from national organizations that might want to sponsor a dinner offer a door prize or a key uh, silent auction item to local businesses that might be able to provide goods or services such as flowers for the table, gift bag items, etc. Partnering with community organizations who might be able to offer a venue and or assistance with organizing or staffing an event. When you involve other people or groups in your event, they have a stake in helping spread the word and making the event a true success. And, you know, that is so important because when I first started with um, event planning uh, a little over three years ago, about three years ago, um, I always thought I had to do it all and I didn't know any better. So, of course, when you call certain people, they figure, hey, if you don't ask nothing, they're going to let you do it all. Or I found that some, you know, they did know the game and they, they knew I was new to the game. Because I would say, you know, look, I'm new, but I want this to be a success and I want to collaborate with you because, you know, you're the best at what you do. And I found that some um, people in high places took advantage of that. And my company lost a lot of money as a result of that. So be um, cognizant of that if they're always, you know, Sometimes if you're just starting out on a small business or one um, person team, like I am, I just uh, subcontract everything for now, um, then you'll want to um, 
stay clear of people who, you know, they need to stay in a five-star hotel or they got they have an entourage or you have to buy them first-class tickets and then they tell you what carrier they have to use, all of that. I did, and that could really, you know, that could bankrupt you. So you have to be very careful um, about that. And being able to step away and say, you know, no, this isn't a good fit for me. Um, not, you know, you don't have to say no, but just not now, right? <laughs> so stay tuned. We thank you so much for listening with us today. And on the other side of the break, we'll continue with the topic of the hour. parking spaces? The owners of the Togla Rest Stop in southeastern China think so. They have created a number of parking spaces that are 50% larger, designated for female drivers with the international symbol for women and outlined in pink. When asked by a Chinese newspaper why they felt the need to enlarge the parking spaces for women drivers, a lot manager explained that they observed female drivers having a difficult time parking, which slowed down the order of traffic. I admit I'm a bit of a baby bumble or bungler when it comes to parking, but is this really necessary? Actually, I was complimented on my parking the other day. Someone left a note that said, parking, fine. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, and we are forever thankful to have you as our loyal listeners and our iTunes subscribers. Well, we have another good one for you today. The topic of the hour is let the planning begin. And as an event planner, um, the owner of an event planning company. Um, I just love this topic so much, and I know that um, it is getting toward the end of the school year, 
And so there are probably a lot of events that you will probably be hosting or be a part of and offer to help. So I thought this would be a great topic to talk about today uh, as we're gearing up for maybe, um, you know, entering kindergarten or kindergarten graduations or fifth grade graduations. Also, there are eighth grade graduations and then seniors who are graduating. And then there also are college graduates uh, in this part of the year. So there are a plethora of events that you will probably be engaged in. Also, with the summer coming up, there are summer um, weddings. And so those are a lot of fun, too. And that's, uh, that'll take us a complete hour. So uh, and maybe I might do, a, a, you know, a series, part one, two, and three this summer um, in regards to uh, weddings. So uh, we were just talking about before the break, uh, we were giving you tidbits on um, the, ble- the best planning um, strategy. And so we are going to uh, keep it going. Your big event is approaching, right? Even faster than you anticipated. There's no time. Oh, what are you going to do? You could pull your hair out, but that might ruin the pictures. Another option is to turn to a event planner. And um, believe me, there are a plethora of us um, out there. And yes, there are ways to avoid uh, the skyrocketing costs and other horror stories that you hear uh, about whenever event plans go off the rails. You too can successfully plan an unforgettable event if you know the secrets of those master planners, the project managers. Think like a project manager, and whether you're an event planning pro or novice, planning your first event, you'll learn from these seven tips that I'm about to give you. The first one is budget. Know how much money you need to spend by collecting prices for everything you will need. Number two, think big, plan real. When planning, think about your dream event and how you would like that to turn out. Then from that, choose the essentials and meet in the middle. Number three, use software. That's what we were talking about before the break. Project management software helps you plan, monitor progress, and communicate with those coordinating the event. Number four, to hire or not to hire. Need an event planner? Maybe, maybe not. Research to see if having one is right for you. And as I've always said, especially with um, planning weddings, uh, sometimes if your budget does not allow for you to have someone, uh, say you're getting married a year from now, and you contact someone, well, her price is going to be a lot higher than, um, or him, than um, someone who you just need to be the coordinator the day of. But if you need someone to walk with you through the whole process, if you call someone and they are working with you the whole year, plus they're going to be there to help execute the special day, then that's going to be um, more ex- expensive than having a day of wedding coordinator. So you want to think about that. And See how that may or may not fit, you know, into your budget. Number five, do 
the due diligence. If you do choose to hire an event planner, make sure you find one who's a good fit for you and the event. Number six, multitask. It might not be the best way, but sometimes it's the only way to get everything done. And number seven, have fun. Remember, to keep your sense of humor, you'll need it, and it'll keep stress down. Next is know your budget. If you haven't defined the amount of money you're going to spend on an event, then the event will define your cost for you. This is not something you want. Maybe you're made of money or have a cousin who's, who is, but most of us are working with limited funds. We need to get the most bang for our buck. So start by using a spreadsheet or simply a piece of paper and add line items for every single detail that is going to cost money. Some of those fees are going to be paid out, so make sure to mark down any payment deadlines. Also, don't forget to leave a bit of wiggle room for the possibility of going over your planned budget. And I tell everybody to um, leave, uh, do a markup of at least um, 30 to 33% when you're doing an event. Uh, be sure to break down your costs as finely as possible, then describe them. Note the amount you plan to spend and leave a column for the amount you'll actually spend. By tracking these two figures, you can stop your budget from spiraling out of control before it's too late. You can research costs for similar events to make your estimates more accurate. Next, you'll want to start with the dream, then get real. <laughs> Remember, we talked a little about that earlier. It's easier to edit than to add. So the best thing you can do is cast a wide net when you begin planning for your event. Draft what your ideal event would look like if there were no restrictions and get a clear picture of what that would look like. After you have your dream plan, go back to that draft with your red pencil and define what you'd settle for. What pieces are essential, which are not? What you've done is created a range in which you can realistically attain. That way your expectations are grounded and there's less of a chance that you or someone is going to be ballistic. And we talked about using event planning software. So I think we've um, covered that quite well. Know when and when not to hire an event planner. We, we mentioned that a, a few minutes ago. Do you need an event planner, someone to organize your event for you? This might be the easiest way to have a successful event. There certainly are reasons to hire a professional event company or event planner. For starters, an event planner can save time. That leaves you time to focus on essentials while they deal with the logistics. An event manager, event planner, or event planning company also has experience in negotiating. Those skills will help you spend the least and get the most. Event management companies do this for a living, so not only do they have contacts and know how to negotiate, so you don't have to, but they approach events with a creative mind that allows for unique solutions and events that resonate. However, professional event management can have its downsides. <laughs> uh, for starters, it costs money. 
That might be money you don't have or money you could put into the event itself, making it more memorable. Not only that, but you're going to have to spend a lot of time with the event coordinator. So make sure that you get along with whomever you decide to hire. Therefore, the decision as to whether or not to hire professional help has to be carefully weighed. And that is so true. And, you know, don't be afraid to, um, you know, ask for a consultation. Um, and that really you're just there to uh, interview them and, and see what expertise they do or do not have and if it's the right fit. Uh, because that's what I do, too. That's why I offer uh, complimentary um, uh, times where you can call me and then we can talk about the logistics and see if it's a good fit. Because sometimes, I mean, um, all money isn't good money. And so I, I say having a headache is worth no amount of money, even billions will not, it won't work for me. <laughs> so um, sometimes I just see that it isn't a good fit. And so I'll tell, you know, I'll tell the client, I'll tell you, look, um, you know, for what that you're wanting to do, I don't think that I'm the right fit, but I can refer you to someone or, you know, um, congratulations and good luck with your search, you know, for someone who will be able to um, provide exactly what it is that you want, because I always want to over deliver and always under promise. So uh, just keep that in mind. And if you do go with someone and if it's in, you know, if you all are clashing, it's better to end the relationship amicably as possible than going through it and being miserable on your special day, right? There's no need to do that. So if you're just tuning in, we're so thankful that you are here on this thankful Thursday. You're listening to the Lisa Lewis Show. And I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, right here on TogiNet Radio. And we are always and forever thankful to have you as our loyal listeners and iTunes subscribers. That's right. If you haven't heard yet, you can go over to iTunes and search The Lisa Lewis Show and download all of our podcasts and listen to them on the go. Also, we always like to get your feedback. So if you have anything for us, then just toss us a line at Lisa Lewis Company at gmail.com. Also, you can go over to our website and look up everything that is going on with uh, Lisa Lewis Company at lisalewiscompany.com. And we look forward to having all of your calls come into the office at 210-240-8845. And remember, yes, we do do events. I am going to be uh, doing events uh, this summer so I am pretty much booked for June and July, but you can still call us and get on the books for fall. So stay tuned. And on the other side of the break, we will talk more about the topic of the hour, which is let the planning begin. Stay tuned.
My name is Jack, and you're listening to my mom on the Lisa Lewis Show. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting Magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff. And find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Thank you so much for keeping the dial here. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I am your host, Lisa Lewis. And we are forever thankful to have you as our loyal listeners and iTunes subscribers. Yes, head over to iTunes if you haven't already and search the Lisa Lewis Show and download all of our podcasts. Um, well, we have another group for you today, and the topic of the hour is let the planning begin. And I love doing event planning. And so if you have an event coming up, like I said, we are already booked for the summer, but we are taking um, events for uh, fall and winter. And so go ahead and give us a call at 210-240-8845. You can also check out our website and see what we have done, all the latest and greatest. Go to lisalewiscompany.com. Also, you can talk to us along at lisalewiscompany at gmail.com. So now we're going to finish up with uh, some tidbits about uh, event planning, and then we are going to talk about um, how to successfully plan for kids' birthday parties because the summer is coming up and I'm sure a lot of kiddos have birthdays that they're looking forward to. And us as parents to stay sane, we need to have um, different strategies that can provide us an effective outcome without breaking the bank, right? So we'll get into that um, when we finish up the uh, tidbits of uh, Let the Plenty Begin. So next up, we talked about it a little earlier, was do your due diligence. Okay, let's say you've decided you want to hire an event planner. Now what? Research. Before you hire someone, you want to make sure that you are a good fit and that they are a good fit for you and the event that you're wanting to host. You wouldn't want to retain a wedding planner for a corporate event unless you want everyone <laughs> smashing cake into each other's faces, right? Or sometimes, um, like in my, with my uh, company, we do do weddings and we do do corporate events. So you just have to have, make sure that they have the right setup or the right team in order to execute the outcome that you want. So you should always check to see if the company has done similar events. 
if they have, then they know your audience and they've worked with your event demographic before. For that matter, the planning organization should also have experience working with someone like you to foster, excuse me, to foster uh, the best outcome, right? <laughs> uh, these and other questions, if you have any, should be asked prior to employing an event planner. And it will facilitate the process when you finally get started with the employment process. Next, you'll want to embrace multitasking. Realistically, you're going to multitask. You need to. Life demands it, and so does any event. You'll be negotiating one contract, working on securing the services of another contractor, renting the space, working out the details of the menu, etc. There's always something, and it always seems to happen all at once. Wouldn't you agree? Multitasking gets a bad rap, and according to science, deservingly so. In fact, the guys in the white coats say you're not really multitasking as much as jumping back and forth from one task to another. That sounds dizzying, and maybe it's true that you're not giving either task your full attention, but sometimes you have to spread yourself thin to get everything done on time. A successful event is often determined by how well you can prioritize one task while also working on another in the background. It's all about managing your time without getting sucked into your various tasks. Conversely, don't become single-minded and obsessed over one thing while neglecting everything else. And keep your sense of humor. Whether you have a great sense of humor or not, if you can sit back and laugh at yourself and others, why not? It will make everything less stressful. Organizing an event is an inherently stressful project. So any opportunity to get a different perspective and keep things light is going to help your management and overall experience of the event you've worked so hard to plan. Events are projects, big or small. They have a planning stage, an execution stage, and the need to monitor in order to ensure everything is going as scheduled. So I hope that these um, have these tidbits have been beneficial to you. Um, I know they have been for me when I've been planning, um, you know, your events, and I love doing it. So it is an opportunity uh, for me to meet great people such as yourself. So again, if you need that, then head over to our website and check us out at lisalewiscompany.com. So next up, I would love to dive into um, how to plan for kids' parties, right? Um, I have uh, some kiddos, and I've done a plethora of birthday parties, and they all are different depending on the kid that you have, right, whether it's a girl or be it a boy. And so they have different things that they like. It seems like... Um, Superheroes are interestingly popular right about now. Excuse me. So um, that's what I am doing for uh, my kiddo. He loves uh, superheroes. So, um, and then with all of the different Marvel movies that are coming out, it's just, um, <laughs> it's just uh, a bit crazy around here. 
because he every week he's like he's changing from one superhero to the other. I like this superhero, then I like this superhero. So it's like, okay, let's kind of stay on task, Jack, and and then we can get this all pulled, you know, all pulled together. So um, we're going to talk about a couple of tips here that can make sure for a successful party without having to be stressful. So we'll want to set a budget, just like we said about events. So the cost for kids' birthday parties can add up quickly. So set a budget before you start planning and stick to it. What would you feel comfortable spending for each guest for food, drinks, dessert, etc.? It is interesting because um, with the um, with some of the parties that I have been hired to um, put together, the cost could be as low as you know nine ninety five and upwards of thirty five dollars a head per child. So I'm just like, whoa! So you know it can get elaborate. It just depends on you know what you want to what you want to put out there. Next, we must pick a date. Make sure it works for the key players too, such as your child's best friend and grandma and grandpa. Okay, the make to-do list. Lists help us to organize our thoughts and keep us from feeling overwhelmed. Plus, there's no feeling more satisfying than checking something off your to-do list. Make lists for items you need to do the month, week, and day before the party. Decide whether you want to use your home. This depends on how much space you have and how much effort you want to put in. Home parties are more work for you, but great if you're the creative type. A home party is also a great way to save money because you can control how much you spend on food and decorations. Next, book a venue. If you decide to use a venue, look for one that suits your child's interests. Indoor play gyms, bounce houses, and children's museums are great options. They can book up months in advance, so plan early. Then select a theme. It's important to choose the theme your child loves, not just something that looks cute. Ask for his or her help and look to their favorite activities, characters, or sports for inspiration. Next, you'll want to create a guest list. For preschoolers, Invite your child's entire class to avoid hurting feelings if you can accommodate everyone. It's okay to stick with close friends for older kids. You can also keep the guest list down by having an all-boys or all-girls party. That is so true. I think the rule of thumb is, you know, if you're going to invite, if you're going to send the invitations to school, then you should invite, and I think it's, uh, you must invite the whole um, classroom. However, if you know, if they have personal friends in the classroom and you send the invite um, uh, to their personal homes, then I believe that's kosher to do that. But what I recommend is just inviting the whole class. I mean, they've been together and they've been able to cultivate relationships and, you know, they play on the playgrounds together and, you know, they are in choir or strings together. So I think the kiddos get get along pretty well, so um, I just tend to invite the whole entire class. And also, another rule of thumb is that for however old your kiddo is, then that is um, how many guests you can 
you should um, invite. So, I mean, well, obviously, if they're one, <laughs> you're not just going to invite one, but you get the gist of what I'm saying. Usually, if they're one, it's more about the, the family coming together because usually one-year-olds are very limited on what they can do, so it's more about the family. But I'm talking about school age, uh, five and beyond. Um, rule of thumb so is, is what I've seen out there. So if they're eight, if eight kiddos come, then that's fine. If they're 10, 10. If they're 12, then 12 kiddos, um, you know. But I invite the whole class. But you're never going to get, that's just like with any event. Um, I was always told if you want 20, then invite 40. If you want 50, invite 100. Or, you know, if you want 75, maybe invite 150. Because about half of the people that you do invite, um, they, you know, they will or won't be able to come depending on their schedule. I know with... Um, the party I'm planning now, well, we've invited, it's a kid's birthday party, and we've invited 58 people. So, <laughs> bless those people's hearts. So, um, we're looking uh, with 58, we're looking close to having 25 uh, there. So, we'll see. Um, if you just tune in, we thank you so much for keeping the bell here on TogiNet Radio. It is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show. And I am your host, Lisa Lewis, and we are so very thankful to have you all as our loyal listeners and our iTunes subscribers. That's right. Head on over to iTunes if you haven't already and search The Lisa Lewis Show and download all of our podcasts. You know, we are looking for movers and influencers also to have here on the show. Um, and uh, in the fall, we're going to take it in a different direction with having, you know, the greatest and latest people on here to uh, share their passions and aspirations. We love to have authors on here. We love to have motivational speakers, um, uh, you know, uh, the different gurus that we have uh, uh, have had in the past. We would love to have you return. And so just contact us at the office at 210-240-8845. And then the other side of the break, we'll close out with the topic of the hour, which is let the planning begin. Helpline because I felt an overwhelming need to be made to feel ignorant by someone much younger than me. Hey, I know a few things about computers. The term reboot actually originates from the Middle Ages when horses who stop mid-stride required a reboot to the hoof to start again. A timinagi is another name for a device that saves you time and labor, such as a computer. Because my computer issue couldn't be resolved over the phone, they sent a Bobby Dazzler over to have a look. The technician informed me that it appeared my computer had been shaken or dropped. Or as the Scottish say, misguggled. Oops, did I mention I have a bit of a temper when things aren't working right? It's 
Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Hey there, it's Christine Gallagher from She's Got Clients.com. I'm really excited to share with you the first annual Get Clients Online giveaway. I have gathered a spectacular group of contributors who are providing you with amazing gifts that will help you get cash flow in clients in less time online. So I've teamed up with more than 50 other business industry leaders to bring you templates, checklists, and other valuable goodies to grow and scale a sustainable business that brings you more income with less effort. So all you need to do is head over to getclientsonlinegiveaway.com, put your name and email address in, and you'll get instant access to more than 50 free business building tools, templates, products, and services, including Facebook funnel templates, LinkedIn cheat sheets, sales scripts, and so much more. That's getclientsonlinegiveaway.com. Head over there and enjoy your free gifts. Welcome back, all of my movers and influencers. Today is Thankful Thursday here on the Lisa Lewis Show, and I'm your host, Lisa Lewis, and we are forever thankful to have you as our loyal listeners and iTunes subscribers. That's right. You can head over to iTunes and search The Lisa Lewis Show and download all of our podcasts. We would love to have you do that. Well, we have another good one for you. The topic of the hour, which is winding down, is let the planning begin. And on the first uh, half of the hour, we talked about corporate or event planning. And now we are have shifted the gear and we are talking about our kids' birthday parties and how to plan those and have those run effectively and stay within budget. So next up is choose a time. Consider nap times and when your child is at his best. Toddlers do better earlier in the day before their afternoon nap, while older children do well in the afternoon. Choose your party time with this in mind. Next, Keep it short. Not sure how long the party should go? For younger kids, an hour and a half is plenty. Older kids and parents will wipe out after two to three hours. Prepare invitations. Include the date, start, and end times, the location, and an RSVP phone number or email address. If necessary, include parking information and special requests like Bring a swimsuit or no gifts, please. Decide if you want parents to stay. Most parties become drop-off parties around age six. Still, indicate on the invitation whether parents should stick stick around to avoid any miscommunication. Next, send invitations a few weeks in advance. If you send them too early, parents could forget about the party. If you send them too late, many guests won't be able to come. So rule of thumb for this is, uh, like I'm planning a party, and it is, say, three weeks away. Well, again, I would send out the invitations um, uh, three weeks in advance because the two weeks is for them to decide and, you know, get their schedule together to see if they can come. And the last week... before the party begins, that week is used um, to have all RSVPs in already within that two-week gap. So 
so the last week will be used to check with the um, the caterers or you know make sure the the don't um, the cupcake count is still good and also to give a final head count to the venue because during that week within that week they lock it in so say you have um, 20 kiddos that you've locked in but only 17 have um, you know RSVP by the deadline you'll need to communicate that because um, then they lock it in and then the three kids that aren't there, you would still have to pay for them. And like I said, uh, with the parties I've been planning, um, sometimes these parties are $35 a head um, for kiddos. So you don't want to wait to the last minute. So my rule of thumb is to send them out three weeks before the kids' kiddos' birthday party uh, with two weeks for them to decide an RSVP and that last week to lock in the numbers at your venue or you will be charged. And so that wouldn't, that wouldn't be smart to do that. And then you can stay within budget and under budget by not having to pay for people who, who will not be there anyway. Next is serve classic foods. Stick to the basics for kids' parties. You can't go wrong with pizza, cake, and ice cream. For an at-home party, go with finger foods you can set up ahead of time and serve at room temperature, like many sandwiches. And another thing, uh, when you're having it at home, one of the things that have helped has helped me with doing the parties is that usually all kiddos like um, Capri Suns, right? So what I do is I freeze those, or I have the parents freeze those if I'm doing it at their at their home or you know their residence. And then um, the day of, we take them out and we put them in a sink or a tub of kind of warm water, or it could be cool water, and they start to, to melt. And by the time the party is, you can do that probably about 45 minutes before the party starts, or you can just put it under hot running water and leave a little ice in there, and they will be cold. Trust me. And you can also do that for um, lunch lunches, too, because I still pack my kiddo's lunch, um, even though he's 10, he likes it. And so I freeze two weeks at a time. Um, I freeze uh, Capri Suns. And then the morning of when I'm making his lunch, I get out a measuring cup and I put warm water in it. And I throw, I put that in there. And within five to seven minutes, it's appropriately um, melted. And I leave a little ice in there just so it'll be cold enough by the time it is lunchtime. So that's something I've learned to do as well. Next, get creative with uh, favors. Send kids home with something they and their parents will appreciate. You don't have to spend a lot of money. At one party, um, uh, the children received a personalized container to hold snacks. <laughs> and so that was, that was neat um, and unexpected. Consider entertainers wisely. Musicians or puppeteers are great choices. Sometimes young kids can be frightened by clowns or costumed characters. Next, have plenty of activities. The most important thing is keeping the kids busy. Craft stations that fit your theme and classic games like musical chairs or the freeze dance works great. Let the kids help. Activities that allow kids to make their own food, such as building personal pizzas or decorating cupcakes, are popular. 
These mean less food prep for you and one less activity to plan. Next, gather a team. Have friends or relatives help guide activities, take photos, and clean up. You might also consider hiring a helper to watch younger siblings. Next, prepare for the unexpected. For an outdoor party, have a rain plan, whether it's an alternative indoor location or a rain date. Sidestep minor injuries or I'm sorry, emergencies by having a first aid kit on hand too. That is so wise. Also, um, like when you're going camping, and also it's a great idea to just have one in your car or truck or SUV because um, you just never know when you're traveling and going about, you know, um, kids might nick themselves or, or you know, um, and you'll have the first aid kit available. Next is open gifts later. Opening gifts at the party is not a good idea. Feelings can get hurt, gifts can get lost, and children can argue over toys. Wait until the guests have gone and let your tot have at it or your kiddo. And another thing is that it just takes up too much of your party time. And you're already, keep in mind, paying that $35 or whatever it is ahead. So you definitely want to, you know, just gather them all up. And then, of course, maybe you'll want to have someone who can sit with the, par um, with the toys or the, the gifts while you go off and play, like if it's at, you know, a jamboree or something like that. You could have your sitter or your nanny or, you know, an older kiddo to um, watch those. And then when the party's over, maybe help you gather those and put those in, uh, in your trunk to carry home. And if you need some extra help organizing or setting up the party, then it would be a great idea to hire a babysitter, a nanny, or a housekeeper to help out for a few hours. And especially if you're having it at your home, then that way you can maneuver and, and be the host of a great party and tend to the needs of the guests. And then um, you can have the babysitter to sit, like if the parents have to bring um, other siblings, maybe younger siblings, and say it's a 10 or 12-year-old birthday party, then having a babysitter there so to kind of relieve or help with uh, the other kiddos with the parents, that might be a relief. And they will so thank you for that. And then next time your kiddo has a party, they'll be more inclined to go. They're like, oh, they were so thoughtful the last time. And, you know, when we needed an extra hand and they had someone there available. It's also a great idea if you're having it at a venue to have um, a nanny or a babysitter. I've done that before, especially when they were younger. He was younger. And that helped me to still show up and facilitate everything I needed to do as the host. So hopefully um, today's topic of Let the Planning Begin has been beneficial to you all. We love getting your feedback, so keep it coming. You can toss us a line at Company at gmail.com. Also head over to our newly decorated uh, website at lisalewiscompany.com. And you can call us directly at 210-240-8845. And we're calling all movers and influencers. Like I said, we're going to shift the show uh, this fall and have um, a great lineup 
and we can't do it without all of you movers and influencers. So please connect with us on all social media platforms. See what we are doing. And also, um, we want you to be a part of uh, the Lisa Lewis Show podcast because it is you who make it great and support us and also um, provide content that is great for our many loyal listeners and iTunes subscribers. So if that is you, if you have a book coming out, if you have a number one bestseller or one that is climbing the charts, then we would love to talk to you. If you are the owner of a publishing company, we would love to interview you as well. Any motivational speakers or um, inspirational speakers, we would love to um, provide a platform for you all as well. And we're just so thankful that every Thursday we get to spend an hour with you here on TogiNet Radio every Thursday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. And we also love that you go over to iTunes and become a subscriber. And if you love the podcast, which we hope that you do, please go ahead and write us a positive review. And we are so thankful for you today. And I just pray blessings upon each and every one of you. And remember, when you bring us your business, we will bring it to radio. Thursday, it's time to join Lisa Lewis from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Standard Time as we continue to explore key strategies that will provide a mind shift as well as a movement to become a game changer on this planet. Also, we provide the show archives on iTunes for all of our movers and influencers.